I want to do the year in television with you real quick. Okay, so 2023 was an interesting year because, let's see, out of all of the shows I'm going to talk about, I think only three of them actually ended up on a network television. Uh, so ABC, NBC, CBS. And uh, interesting enough, I didn't watch any of them on that. I streamed all of this. And that's actually going to lead into a conversation about Amazon Prime that I want to have before the end of this hour, too. So let's talk about my year in review when it comes to television. Now, of course, during See It, Stream It, or Skip It, TV pops up because there's some good stuff to watch every now and then. These are the things that caught my attention from this last year. Number one, with a bullet, I'm kind of glad Amy's not here because she's heard me talk about it enough, Jury Duty. It's on freebie. If you do not know the premise of Jury Duty, this was without a doubt one of the best television shows about the human spirit that came out this year. It is a documentary about a civil case in uh, in California, and they have jurors, and they have defendants, and they've got a prosecutor, and they've got a judge, and all of them are actors except for one guy who's on the jury who thinks this is real. One guy. This is... A it's a non-scripted reality series, but it's not like those other reality series because there's all of this planned stuff going on behind them. The idea is that they were able to to make this documentary have all these cameras that were in the not only the the uh, where they sequestered the jury, but in the courtroom and everything like that. And our guy Ronald is chosen because they think he's just kind of a, a nice general everyday dude. And he's put into the situation, and all the other jurors are actors. Most of them are accomplished improvisers. And you watch as the chaos ensues around him. Now, what's interesting is there were times when they had to pull back. Like, things got to be so insane that they had to pull back because they thought he might get wind of it. The series is like seven episodes, and because it's in California, one of the people who ends up on the jury is the actual actor, James Marsden. And so... He plays a hyper-realistic version of himself in this show. It is hilarious. It is cringeworthy. It is the best television, in my opinion, from 2023. And I knew nothing about this show going into it. Nothing whatsoever. It was on Freebie. I didn't even know how to find Freebie. I found it through my Amazon Prime eventually. And... My wife had seen some clips of it on TikTok and she said, oh, James Marsden is in a new show. It looks kind of fun and improvised. You like that kind of thing. Well, then you find out it's just, the idea is that it's all created behind his back and they're writing at a moment's notice. I'm telling you, Jury Duty was without a doubt the best part of watching television in 2023. Now that's streaming. It's still streaming on freebie. I highly recommend it. It's a great show to binge watch in one day. You could watch it over several days, or, you know, some of us had to watch it week by week as it was released. Very good show. I have not talked to a single person who sat down and watched it who said, nope, that was a waste of my time. And so I think that's a pretty ringing endorsement for it. Next up, on Peacock. So Peacock is NBC's streaming service, and they have desperately been trying to get people to watch Peacock content over the last year. They're like, we'll do anything. We'll revive the Monk television series with a Monk movie. We'll do everything that you could ever want. And they had a pretty big hit with Poker Face. Poker Face stars Natasha Leone, who you might know from shows like Orange is the New Black, one of my all-time favorite movies, The Slums of Beverly Hills. And she plays a woman 
who doesn't have a superpower, but just instinctively can tell when someone's lying to her. Poker face, right? You can read someone's poker face. And because she can tell when someone's lying to her, she's able to solve mysteries and crimes. It feels very Columbo-esque. And she's on the run during the entire uh, during the entire run of the show, and uh, because she's been she's been in, accused of being uh, part of the mo- uh, mur- murder uh, murder with a mafia, and she has to kind of let's like be a drifter. And it seems like every place she goes, a la like murder she wrote, somebody dies, and so she gets kind of pulled into solving this murder. I am telling you, I really loved watching Poker Face. It was a, the right kind of crime and mystery. Her being able to read these things on people and know whether or not they're lying, it's very similar to like a monk where they tell you who the killer is right off the bat and you have to wonder, will this person get away? How like What's the trick that they're going to use to get away in this one? And so that's on Peacock. The Last of Us, this is the first time we've had a video game adaptation. That's right. This was based off a video game that people actually couldn't get enough of. HBO Max, I got to get used to just saying Max, but it aired on HBO. The Last of Us, runaway hit. Pedro Pascal, already on his way to becoming super famous. I mean, he was in The Mandalorian, amongst other things, but this actually showed his face for the entire time. Edge of your seat during this whole time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, The Bear, you've heard us talk about The Bear, which is the story of a guy who is making Italian dip sandwiches in Chicago. Trust me, it sounds, it's way more complicated than that, but it is, that's that's the gist of it. I loved The Bear on Hulu. Season one was great. Season two somehow surpassed season one and kept my attention the whole time. Currently airing right now, season five of Fargo. If you're not watching it, I know Derek Hansen's listening right now. Derek, I bet you're loving it. Season five of Argo has taken the show in a, in a different direction. And I mean, in all honesty, it is neck and neck with the first season tied for my favorite so far. And that says a lot because I've been a big fan of this television series since it started airing. Really got into uh, Fargo season five. The last one on my list when recapping all of 2023's television is you have to talk about Succession. The HBO series that people have been enamored with because... If you don't know the, the gist of it, it is the story of a, a media mogul who owns a Fox News-like company, and it's time for him to step down, but he doesn't want to step down. He has children who are rather greedy, and they've all had roles in his organization throughout the years, and it's who's going to be the person to take over this business, and every season, they you know something happens, they've got to overcome it, and at one point, Brian Cox, who's the head of the family, has a stroke. I think this movie might have, or this television series might have a record for the most cursing in a television show ever, without a doubt. So you got to go in knowing that. But people were, my wife started watching Succession about a month before the final episode of the series, and she binge watched it all. And she said, JJ, you've got to watch it with me. And I've heard great things about it, but I had never actually seen any of it. So I sat down, and over the course of two weeks, we watched the entire series. And then we watched the finale. Now, I'm going to say something that people aren't going to like. I don't get I don't get why everyone loved this show so much. Um, There is a a mechanic in a show like that where it's you could watch the first episode and then watch maybe two episodes in the middle and then watch the last episode. You know that the idea of this show is one of these kids is supposed to be the successor 
why do you want to keep seeing them put MacGuffins and red herrings and, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Well, we know we got another season after this, so we know it's going to get resolved in some way. Those type of things always sort of just kind of rub me the wrong way. And I guess I'm expecting more in this day and age for, uh, you know, from a television series. But Succession did stick its landing. It has got nominations across the board and all different types of, you know, from the Emmys to the Golden Globes. People really loved that show. I think that the hard part of Succession is none of those people will be able to go on and be in another movie or television series for the foreseeable future without being like, oh, look, it's, you know, it's one of the Roy family. And that is, I think that's tough when you embody a character so much. They thought that was going to happen to Anthony Hopkins after he played Hannibal Lecter. They said, no, that's the only thing we'll ever think about is your, your Hannibal Lecter. And I think you're seeing that. I saw a movie um, called Freaky that had the guy who played Cam in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, who was also in the show Succession. And the whole time I'm watching it, and he's supposed to be the shop teacher, but I'm like, oh, no, no. He's... Uh, you know he's the he's the hippy dippy of the Roy children. There's a Culkin brother in that show, right? Yeah, Kieran. Kieran is okay. And he and he really had a moment in this too. Like, I mean, people really loved his character, and he's been he's been given quite a lot of accolades you, for what he's doing. Are you a Billions fan? I, you know, I, and enough where I've watched it, but I'm not. I, so I I, I, I watched the it. whole thing, and it was great for this five, year. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So it was five seasons with Damian Lewis as the bad guy, mm-hmm. and he told the producers, he says, "I will commit to five years." But he's from England, and he says, "I don't want to live in the United States for that long." And so he did the five seasons. Then they brought Carrie Stolen for season yep. six, and I just he didn't have the same sort of aura about him. And so now with season seven, they brought Damian Lewis back to sort of. But it was one of those things where the final episodes, like we have to tie up thirty-seven. Things and they actually do it all in the final episode, but it feels so heavy-handed. Sure, you know, and I love Paul Giamatti, and I, I forget the actress who played his wife. I fell in love with her. I thought she was great. I was hoping they'd get back together, but it's funny because Paul Giamatti has a podcast now. I think it's called Chinwag. Oh, and really? it's do you know what his big thing is? What he believes in aliens. He is like full on full believer on, in believer okay. in aliens, and so. He has do- uh, he has dedicated a lot of his podcast to talking about aliens and conspiracies his, his, around it. His smart move. What, what was the movie he just that just came out with him right the after the holdovers? Okay, did you like that? No, I did not. Okay, because it's so against character. The, the smart move on his like I'm going to pump this movie right after Billions, and it'll be a completely different character. I think so. The, you know, they made this movie a year ago, The Holdovers, yeah. and Alexander Payne, who I really like, I think he's a phenomenal director. And this mm-hmm. movie's fine; it just didn't give me everything I wanted. Okay. You know, I think Paul Giamatti is a very talented comedian, and he can get funny out of places that you don't expect it. Just look at the movie Sideways. Yeah, and I just I didn't get that as much from from this particular one. He's a phenomenal actor. I, I think the, he's at the top of his generation. Is he one of the best schlubs? Of he all is. Time. He's a perfect schlub, and I just the other one I, I should throw in there. I watch, I've been watching Reacher, and now it's week by week. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the third season, right? It's the is second there, season. The second it's season. the second season. But the guy, you know, I got used to Tom Cruise is playing him in the movies, and they got this guy that's just just mountain of a man. Yeah, he's an oak tree. Yeah, he's a pretty terrible actor, but the show is good. Here's the thing. But, it's funny because I just was talking with Bill Lucas last night, who's yeah. Ole out at the Red Hawks, great yep. educator in Fargo yep. Public Schools, great actor. And I said, Bill, because he's he uh, had a, a medical issue, and so he's been watching a lot of TV lately. I said, okay. "What you watch?" He goes, "I've been watching Reacher," 
And I remember him telling me that how because he read all the books yeah, and how mad right. he was when they cast Tom Cruise because he goes, "This is a guy who's supposed to be so big that he can like yeah. crush a melon just with his, with hand, his hand, right? Yep. Like he's supposed yep. to be a giant dude." And he's like, "It's like those movies were bad, but they really got it with this television series." And he, apparently, the only thing he has is his toothbrush. He walks around with a toothbrush and he has like his ATM card. That's yeah. all he has on him. And and he gets money deposited <laughs> in his account and stuff like that. And then people from his team, they want to get a hold of him. They send it through the ATM. So he gets his ATM slip in the first episode and is like, oh, I need to be in New York. And he Oh, that's you know, it. Does it say this message was self-destruct? It, no, it's not quite that. And and the, the thing is, they the first season was great. Second season, not as good. He's just the lead actor is not a great actor. Okay. He's a one note actor. And he he's, he's massive though. He takes his shirt off in pretty much every episode. Yeah, and my well, daughter, I mean, uh, like the guy is an oak tree. He's he, cut out of wood. Even my daughter, who's, you know, she's in there, she goes, oh, my God, look at the size of those shoulders. I mean, they're huge yeah. to the point where, like, that's inhuman. I guess. I mean, it's that, almost as big as Rusty. <laughs> they've had situations <laughs> where it's been awkward for them to film it because when you put him next to a regular-sized human being, he looks even bigger, yes. right? And so yep. uh, there, was, I guess there's some shot that involves, like, a grain elevator where they're, like, we had to actually sit, bring him, like, 50 yards closer to the camera rather than the grain elevator because they thought, oh, that must be a small elevator. Oh and he's like, no, no, it's a, it's a full size. You just got to you gotta be ready. Um, someone says, isn't the guy from Reacher from Grand Forks? I feel like I remember that. Like there is a local connection in some way. So we'll, I'll, do some, I'll do some looking while, uh, while we get our, uh, our, some farm and ranch news from Rusty Halverson here because I think you're right. I, I do think that that rings a bell for me. Passport and a toothbrush. That's all I got. <laughs> it's all Rusty needs. And a Rusty's the farm, the farm reporter who takes care of everything. <laughs>